Chapter 40 The Palace of Gloom Meanwhile what of Vandyathevan who vanished without a trace We saw in the beginning that he shielded himself within the inky gloom of the dark palace for a few moments he strained to listen to Nandini's conversation with the mandravadi but not a word could he hear much to his disappointment not that this concerned him too much involved as he had been in talking to the ilayarani he had not failed to sense his faculties deserting him a certain drowsy acquiescence wending its way through his mind almost drugging him into obeisance he knew it for what it was now an illusion calculated to make him drop his guard but this meant that he could no longer afford to return to nandini's presence no far better to leave at once without laying himself wide open to her charms the parvetaria brothers were terrible enough but getting snared in the ilayarani's toils was a peril he could not risk his wits did not desert him in the presence of those warrior lords his shoulders set to combat with a whim his hands never stayed far away from the sword at his hip wits or war he was prepared for both the young queen though ah his wonderfully flexible mind deserted him in her presence her seductive airs robbed him of any semblance of intelligence and as for his knife wielding abilities the less said about his nerveless hands the better heaven knew what disaster might befall him if he ever returned to her the magician besides what on earth was she doing hobnobbing with men of that ilk what sort of wicked spells did they weave as for her hatred towards kundavai good grief how could he ever forget the way her eyes fairly glittered with malice at the very mention of her name who knew nandini was completely capable of ignoring their conversation and handing him back to the tender mercies of periyapurvetariyar women were well known after all for their impulsive natures and brash decisions now if he could just escape without ever catching her eye but how the only way out was possibly through the garden and over the wall and what if the men pursuing him lay in wait still was there no other way at all where have your wits gone begging vandyateva what of your famed luck that has never deserted you thus far think think now use those brains of yours swivel your eyes in all four directions ah here's that gloomy palace and why is it shrouded in such darkness anyway was there anyone or anything within perhaps a way out through another entrance should he enter its gloomy precincts anyway after all it might prove useful at some point mightn't it but how on earth was he ever going to get in what a massive door to be sure and such a huge lock too ah oh, the heaviness of these objects and such an enormous width but wait what was this a door within a door wonder of wonders it opens at my touch well what more can i ask for if this isn't good fortune i don't know what else is time to enter this mysterious place and gauge its secrets vandyatevan pushed open the tiny door set so cleverly into the larger one that it could barely be seen and stepped into the dark confines of the palace his first thought was to make sure that nandini never knew his whereabouts he pushed the door shut noiselessly 
As shadowy as the palace already was, this seemed to deepen the gloom. Vaguely, he remembered catching sight of several large stone pillars in the dim light through the open entrance. But now, of course, he could not see a single thing. Ah, such stifling darkness! Surely no one could ever imagine such inky blackness. Chee, pull yourself together. Of course it was pitch black. Isn't it always so when one moves from light into gloom? A little while here and his eyes would grow accustomed to the interiors. He would be able to see the columns again, dimly, no doubt. Experience had taught him this. And yet here he was, frightened at darkness. Ridiculous indeed. I may as well begin walking a little, instead of imitating some of the pillars I saw, he mused. I shall stretch out my hand and feel my way. One of those blessed structures ought to be here, somewhere. For a while, Vandya Tevan stumbled along, hands in front of him like a blind man, and found his fingers brushing a pillar just as he had expected. Ah, this was a worthy specimen of stone indeed. Quite magnificent. I shall simply feel my way around it, he thought, and walked further. He felt another column on his path, but still could not see a single thing for some reason. Surely there must be some faint illumination by now. Had he suddenly gone blind? No, that was silly. People did not simply lose their sight for inexplicable reasons, did they? Well, he could walk further. No, he encountered no further pillars, but there was a strange feeling of descending. Wait, here is a stair. Thank heaven he had not lost his footing and fallen headlong. But how long was he supposed to stumble along this way without a chink of light? Cold fingers of dread suddenly clamped around Vandya Tevan's heart. He really could not take a step more. He would have to return back to the Lada Mandabam. Far better to face Nandini and accept whatever scheme she came up with rather than stagger endlessly in this gloom. It did not matter what promise she demanded. He would give it. And then, well, things were apt to take care of themselves. With this very creditable intention, Vandya Devan retracted his steps, or tried to at any rate. Was he truly on the right path? How could he ever know in this inky blackness? Nothing barred his path this time. Where had all those enormous pillars gone? Would he ever be able to find the entrance? What if he had to spend the whole night rambling all over this terrifying palace? Good God, what disaster had he let himself in for? Wait, what was that sound? It sounded like fluttering wings. Where was it coming from? Bats, perhaps? Hardly surprising if so. Those creatures were known to inhabit gloomy, dark places like these. No, no, these weren't just bat wings. There was the faint sounds of footfalls as well. Someone was walking around here. But who? Were these men or... Or... Vandya Tevan's thoughts froze. His tongue cleaved to the roof of his mouth, which went dry in an instant. Someone seemed to brush against his face. He gathered all his strength, swung his hand and sent his fist crashing into it. His valiant arm ached fit to break. Cradling the abused digits, Vandya Devan felt for his presumed attacker. Only to see that it was a formidable stone column. 
not only had he almost walked into one of those huge pillars but actually tried to engage in battle with it mandya tevan might have laughed out loud had his hand not been almost exploding with pain that is his fears might have receded a little but he was not free of them completely for he could still hear those terrible footfalls sometimes they sounded far off at others as though they were coming straight for him vandya devan stood rooted to the ground listening for all he was worth his eyes swung around to the direction of the footsteps and stared hard ah light there was light ahead getting brighter by the moment approaching him smoke accompanied the light as well someone was arriving with an oil torch was it nandini perhaps in search of him but that wouldn't be a bad thing but what if it was someone else it would be wise to conceal himself after all there was no dearth of hiding places here the torch glided near by its light vandetevan saw that he was in a vast hall littered with massive stone columns each had terrifying budaganams otherworldly genie like creatures carved into them a staircase seemed to climb towards the hall and curve upwards the torch light he saw appeared to move up from the base of set stairs well nandini was certainly out of the question then it could not be her was this perhaps the way to the famed dungeons of tanjai that he had heard of so much did it exist under this very palace was one of its infamous residents coming up now perspiration dotted every pore on vandyatevan's skin so many were the terrifying tales he had heard about the dungeons of this fort city he sought a particularly large column and hid behind it at once as courageous as he was even warrior vallavarayan's limbs quaked at that moment three shadowy forms moved up the staircase and all happened to be human one carried a spear another a torch the one in the middle however held nothing in his hands terror released its hold on vandyatevan intense amazement took its place when he caught sight of their faces in the steadily brightening torchlight for the front runner was none other than his dearest friend kandamaran as for the man in the middle vandyatevan felt a surreal feeling settle over him as though he were watching the strangest illusion for it looked startlingly like nandini the next instant he saw that this was not true this was a man the beautiful prince madurandagar in fact whom he had barely peeked at in kadambur sambuvarayar's palace the third was unfamiliar some sort of servant or soldier no doubt within moments he had unraveled the mystery of the trio slinking their way along this pitch black staircase paruvur's young queen had entered the fort a day ago periya paruvetariya the night before both had left and returned to the city in full view of the public but madurandagar was a different matter his movements could not of course be known thus the secret passage and this was probably the real mystery behind the palace of shadows as for kandamaran once he saw vandyatevan off on the banks of the kollidam the kadambur sayan had probably joined periyapadavetarier who had promptly co-opted him into his own personal service one of those duties had likely been escorting madurandagatevar through this secret passage ah he did remember now that kandamaran had made obscure references to a task in tanjai i may find myself there soon enough 
I have a commission to execute. Doubtless, this was it. What would his dear friend think now if he, Vandyatevan, suddenly appeared in front of him? The next instant, he changed his mind. Presenting himself to Kandamaran was the last thing he could do. The way situations were, and considering the oath he had sworn, one of two things was bound to happen. Kandamaran would be forced to kill him, or Vandyatevan would. Either, of course, was out of the question. Why on earth must he allow such complications to arise? By this time, the second triad had climbed the stairs and vanished out of sight. The light dimmed steadily as well. Vandyatevan considered following them for a brief moment and swiftly changed his mind. Doubtless, they were on their way to Chinnapadavetariya's palace and what was the use, pray, in Vallavarayan returning there? He may as well place his head in a lion's gaping jaw, having barely managed to escape it once already. There was no point in returning to Nandini's Latamandapam either. Periyapadavetariyar might have arrived there by now and danger lurked in every corner. What else could he do? As to that, why not climb down these very stairs himself? To think was to act. Our young warrior stepped gingerly onto the stairs and began his weary descent. <laughs>